This is Studio 1886, a Bosch Global Software Technologies podcast. Have you ever hummed a tune and don't know where it came from? And then incessantly looked it up all over the internet until you found it? Well, I can proudly proclaim one thing though. I have done that plenty of times to count. And I feel like this month with so much happening, that number will increase. Why, you ask? Well, all the possible fun days seem to come together in June. And that implies lots to do, lots to learn. Hi and welcome to another episode of Studio 1886. I'm your host, Sukoon. And we are back to hanging out with some super cool and interesting Boschlers. We catch up with them and get to know them a little more from what they love to do to what they listen to. We've got it all covered. In this episode, we also celebrate Pride Month and what this month means for everybody on campus. We also put a spotlight on a Boschler who's a learning and development professional and also an author of one of the best-selling books on Amazon. We also put a spotlight on a day in the life of a Boschler who's also a yoga teacher and manages to do it all. Now, how about you also walk away with some fun and exciting gifts when you stick around until the end of this episode? You heard it right. You get to hear some fabulous chats and a little something to win at the end of this episode when you answer the questions I ask. But all this is only at the end of this episode, so stay tuned in, listen carefully and get the right answers to qualify and be chosen. Well, now that I have your attention, let's drive right in. You know how they say friends are the family we choose and in case of the world of diverse existence we live in, having allies is so important. I'm so proud to be introducing our guests for this episode. They're active allies, which means they are the supporters of the LGBTQIA plus community and are doing all that they can to educate and spread awareness about the community. Please welcome Aditya Yardi, who identifies as he, him, his and loves automobiles and works in calibration. And I'm going to get him to simplify this for us as we chat up with him. Hi, Aditya. How are you doing today? Hi, Sugun. I'm doing really good. Thank you so much. How have you been? I am brilliant, but what I would love to understand is so automobiles. What kind of automobiles is it? A plane, a car, a vehicle, a bicycle? Like what is it? What what is it that you do or what is it that you love? I love all of the automobiles and I've been really fortunate to have worked on all of them at BZSW, uh, ranging from a, a low price vehicle like a Tata Ace to uh, something which is a generator or an off-highway vehicle like a crane or a forklift which you see nowadays in the cities, right? Did you just say a forklift? You heard? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for clarifying that, Aditya, because in my head, and I think for any layman, automobiles would limit us to uh, vehicles primarily and passenger cars you mentioned to start with. So now I understand what you kind of do. But thank you for joining us here today. Lovely having you here. Thank you so much. Well, we also have Miss Sirusha Budhi in the studio who identifies as she, her, hers and is a senior engineer in the Bosch Mobility Solutions. Thank you for joining us, Sirusha, today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And thank you for making part of this uh, talk show and uh, very excited about it right now. <laughs> So, Sirisha, before we dive into like the serious chit-chat, which is going to be a little tough, what is it that you love doing beyond work? Beyond work? Okay, it's a, a different thing for me. Actually, I take uh, life skills classes to kids of age of 4 to 14. So, I make the, uh, igniting the young minds. I love it. <laughs> That's quite a noble cause because they say, right, how you, if you are teaching the children, you're definitely building a right society ahead of you. So it's, it's, this is going to be quite exciting. I can already feel it, Aditya and Sirusha. Thank you for joining us here on Studio 1886. 
Now, as I said, I have some really tough questions. So, so I will be picking your mind a lot and we are going to have some fun. But first, I'm genuinely curious what brought about uh, you know this thought of becoming an ally. I'm sure you have some stories to tell and I'd love to listen to them. Aditya, why don't we start with you? Absolutely. Thank you for the lovely question, Sukun. Um, back in the times of COVID, around 2020, I was a part of a public speaking and leadership development club called Toastmasters. And that is when I came across a, a club which was newly being formed called Rainbow Toastmasters Club. And the word itself uh, had me in sync with it because we are all fascinated by rainbows and so colorful they are, right? And I volunteered to become uh, uh, one of the allies of that club, as in uh, to be in the audience. And uh, uh, so the idea was uh, to empower individuals to express themselves freely. All right. And the first meeting of the club I attended, uh, I was really mesmerized and amazed by the cause wherein individuals are empowered, nurtured, nourished and cherished to be who they are, right? Naturally. So this struck a deep chord uh, inside me. And from then on, I have been uh, very much in support of the cause. Uh, a year later, I got in touch with the LGBTQI plus community in Bosch Global Software Technologies, which is brilliantly managed by our diversity, equity and inclusions team. Uh, and in the process, I got to learn about a lot about myself as well. A lot of education on the topic, awareness of the topic. And here we are uh, sometime later celebrating Pride's Month. <laughs> That's so lovely to hear. I, I love how, you know, you've been initiated into being an ally of the community and how you are. I love how you're smiling and talking about it, right? Because people see this as a cause, but I think it's about supporting a community in helping them find their own ground. And as you said, like, you know, being happy to be who you are. So thank you for sharing that story with us. Sirisha, how about you? How did you end up becoming an ally to the community? Uh, well, it goes back to so many years, but uh, recent uh, awareness sessions in BGSW, uh, it again sparked that triggered that thought in me. But if I go back to the incident which triggered uh, this uh, uh, idea in me, actually, many years back when I was a student, college student, I did my graduation in a, uh, in a women's college in a very rural area, away from this urban culture and everything. So, you know, the setting, how it's going to be, right? <laughs> yeah. And there, there I witnessed a, a set of people being at that time only in the campus, outcasted, misunderstood, and that made their life very uncomfortable. But at that time, I was still naive and unaware to how to confront the situation, how to correct the situation. I didn't know it. But right now, I got a platform now, I got a chance to speak up. So I'm here in front of you to share my thoughts and make a difference. That's how I became an ally. Like, I love how both of you are supporting the community in your own ways. Uh, as an ally, what do you think are the necessary steps to educate others and challenge the stereotypes or misconceptions that people may have about the community? Like, how can we empower them and ensure their safety? That's a wonderful question. I think something we should all be pondering upon. The moment someone connects genuinely with the cause, right, like from the heart, it shows in the behavior and in the actions, right? And uh, like we all know, actions speak louder than words. So uh, there is also a term called diversity fatigue, which we hear a lot these days. And it stands for something which is spoken about a lot, uh, but not practiced as much uh, in reality, right? And this is where allies can play a tremendous role, I feel. Uh, because the moment... So, allyship is a practice. It's a day-to-day -day thing. It's an everyday, everyone thing that you do. 
the moment you feel uh, connected with the cause it will show in your behavior because you're more warm you're affectionate uh, that is what i think we need to do one simple thing that i also incorporated in my email signature is uh, we had a rainbow flag which said bgsw's inclusion and pride month so whenever i used to send out emails or replies people started asking me okay what is this what is it going to be about so they were interested so which gives us a hint that people are interested and then onwards you start telling them about your experiences about what the cause actually is so that is how i think uh, i went on about it so sirisha how do you think we can empower the community and ensure their safety as well this i can tell you with a very simple uh, real life example it's easy to understand see a few years back i met a 11 year old kid a boy who is a child prodigy he's an extraordinary dancer and he actually choreographed a dance recital okay classical dance recital for 10 kids that to age 8 and uh, folks uh, per age 8 kids to make them dance in unison it's like mission impossible right <laughs> right right yeah he made it possible and mission accomplished okay so the grace in his moves and the way he conducted the event everything uh, so uh, everyone was mesmerized but a few set of people they started taking in the wrong way the walking style the gestures they uh, started commenting him in the wrong sense so in this case if we encourage this person to his great effort then this person will be a successful person in life in career but if you uh, discourage him or abuse him it impacts the morale of the person and discourages him and it makes them miserable so the ball is in our court whether we have to make them or break them but always the choice should be we have to be empathetic to them and understand them thank you for sharing the story with us sirisha so sirisha speaking of you know awareness acceptance uh, if there is one piece of advice something from your heart for someone listening in and who wants to become an ally like yourself what advice would that be i will just give you some very simple piece of advice first of all the pandemic has taught us very important virtue what is it that is accept the new normal accept the new normal and open up your mind that's the first view and then so whenever uh, you encounter a situation where somebody is being uh, deprived of the basic rights and are making un- uncomfortable just uh, uh, speak up and support them when more people come forward in that in such situations less people will be in trouble and it's a slow process so but we should be the change we want to see in this world right so just stand up for the cause and rest will follow that's it uh moving on with this uh if there's one piece of advice you know something from your heart because you mentioned how it has to be in your heart to support the community for anyone listening in who wants to become an ally what advice would you give them like how do you come out in support of the community without being put in a box uh to everyone who is listening and who already wants to become an ally i would say uh thank you and congratulations because you are uh, on an amazing journey uh to support a noble cause and uh i think uh, just a few simple things that we could do is keep it as simple as possible first thing is to empathize right empathy is always more important and uh like i said uh, we are all in this together we are all exploring things about ourselves about our lives and the moment we empathize I think we would uh, be in a better position to talk about it even when the conversations seem uh, a little uncomfortable right the the second thing would be of course to uh, interrupt biases like we have all been told like the society works in a similar way a certain way there are some preconceived notions 
that is where i think we the change makers or the trend setters can pitch into right and uh, lastly uh, i think it is extremely important uh, to be able to listen and uh, listen patiently without any prejudice uh, because uh, we all know like whenever we have a listening ear people feel comfortable to talk about uh, situations and stuff right so listening is the key thing i definitely agree with every single word that you've said like the way you mentioned right like you should be the change that you want to see so it starts at home and starts with you thank you for sharing that piece of advice because it's something i literally live every day by if you can be a listener to somebody who's looking for a shoulder to lean on that's where you can simply start your journey of being an ally to the community but speaking of listening so I would love to move on to the lighter side of life Aditya. World Music Day just passed by. What is on your playlist? What are like the top 2 songs on your playlist right now? Awesome. I love original soundtracks a lot. And uh, I've been listening to this soundtrack called uh, it was it is composed by Steven Price and a soundtrack from the movie Gravity. Uh, uh which had Sandra Bullock in the leading role and it's it's amazing. Just uh, it's very soothing and it gives you goosebumps literally. and the other soundtrack that is currently on my playlist is it's called in this together and i think it's a very befitting soundtrack for the theme as well that we're talking about uh it is again composed by steven price and ellie golding it's from a documentary called our planet which is narrated by david attenborough so these two songs are my favorite lovely uh, see my playlist includes everything very nostalgic uh, if people may know that remember the uh, 90s and 2000s pop albums uh, lucky ali sonu nigam shan euphoria that will be my playlist and my favorite yeah and my favorite song till date is uh, made in india by alisha chennai i can actually groove to that song even today <laughs> i love it <laughs> I love your playlist it is uh, it somewhat like resonates with mine also and for what it is worth I will leave you with a quick piece of information that's uh, Lucky Ali has released a new song so I don't know if you've heard it yet or not it definitely is something yeah <laughs> you should but thank you for sharing this with us Arisha thank you for joining us today thank you thank you so much thank you guys for making this happen from being an outsider to being an ally to helping make the world a safe space You all are doing a fantastic job and I'm so glad you all could join us here and share your enriching journey with everyone in Studio 1886. Happy Pride you guys. This is Studio 1886, a Bosch Global Software Technologies podcast. There are a lot of exciting things happening and especially since this is Pride month, there are some amazing initiatives to be a part of. Pride month raises awareness advocates for rights and provides a platform for LGBTQIA+ individuals and allies to express themselves, share stories and celebrate progress. Amazing, isn't it? Diversity, acceptance and inclusivity are not just mere words. To commemorate this remarkable Pride Month, BGSW in their own way ensures that the workplace is more accepting and embraces an inclusive and diverse community. It strives to not limit the possibility of young individuals who find a voice and grow in the secure environment. Having said that, to empower allyship and show solidarity towards the community, there have been several initiatives on campus throughout this month. And to share more on this, we have Divya Amarnath, who's a talent and leadership development professional at BGSW and also an executive coach with over 20 years of diverse global corporate exposure. Welcome Divya thank you so much for joining us today 
Thank you for having me here. I love how nicely you're smiling. I love people who smile with their heart, you know, like it's beautiful. Thank you. I mean, thank you for smiling with all the heart. Oh, you're most welcome and I'm <laughs> one of the loveliest gifts I've gotten from both my parents. So, <laughs> I go. Nice. So my first question to you is we generally observe that conversations like these happen mostly during and around the pride month. How do we tackle this? Let me put it this way, what according to you can make people better allies either directly or indirectly irrespective if a LGBTQIA+ person is around? Um, you know, I'm going to say very simply being an ally really starts with understanding one's biases and then kind of trying to work with minimizing those biases. Uh followed by, you know, what kind of action would be like to take to be available for a member of the community right so one would want to be a listener or a coach or even a mentor and it's really sometimes as simple as that um you know and to put this in perspective just to give you some context right uh communities that don't feel represented they huge value allies i mean anyone listening should just know that that people value allies and as an example i'm going to just tell you that in my previous role i met able men for women in leadership and that program helped me realize how so many participating women leaders experience the value of allies uh as mentors coaches sponsors you know this isn't even a conversation that just should happen on international women's day it's it it's part of the journey of enablement right and you know similarly i'd say in organizations we must create forums that offer allyship and this is for the lgbtqia+ community members of the community in our organizations you know as allies all we need to do sometimes is just offer our time to work with people this could be professional support to members etc and it's not it can start in the pride month if that's when you want to start but <laughs> it, it's really a journey that happens through the years through that I I agree with you. I love how you started by mentioning that you know it's about realizing what our biases are and that's where you realize how you can be an ally and there are so many different roles that you can pick up of being an ally as well. That's so beautifully put Divya. Um I know that you know I'm going to take this back with me for the day and for the next year as well and hopefully a lifetime. But moving on um as you are a learning and development professional at BGSW I'm sure our listeners will be a little curious to get a sneak peek as to what all you guys do. Uh sure. Um you know, so at BGSW, um the role I play is that of a departmental head for technical talent enablement and incub- incubation. And we do this globally for our organization. Um so my team and I create business relevant learning for our associates at scale and our intention is to be able to really enable talent fluidity across the organization for people to be able to move take different roles etc so we offer enablement for our learners to enhance their competencies for roles and they can vary across technologies like um, embedded software for mobility in multi markets hardware electronics hardware mechanical and various it software streams you know so It is a world of learning that works very very closely with our business units across Varsh and uh that's the technology part of what we do but you know I must mention that in our organization we have separate teams that also offer enablement on various areas and you know given the previous question that you asked me I must mention that the most 
recent enablement I attended this month was an interaction that was organized by, you know, another team in our organization uh, with Tanvi Nair. Um, she's analyst and a proud LGBT plus advocate. And, uh, you know, the conversation with her was eye-opening on the roles that we play as allies. So, yeah, it's an organization, BGSW is one that offers learning in so many various forms. <laughs> so, I think it's exciting to understand that, you know, you're a part of a, a system which not only acts as a support system, but also helps people develop and explore more every single day. This is very, very interesting to hear. And I feel super happy to share that you're also an author of one of the best-selling books on Amazon. Now, isn't that something? I'm just excited to know what is the book all about. Oh, thank you. So it gives me pride talking to you about this one. <laughs> um, this book is titled Unraveled Relationship Algorithms. It, it's like a, like a handbook for professionals on nudging work relationships. You know, all kinds, um, the relationships with ourselves, our managers, our teams, our, you know, our, the leadership of our organizations, the partners we work with. So, you know, we've really kind of gone all out to talk about various types of relationships that we can experience at work. And when I say we, um, I co-authored this book with my father and my husband. Wow. <laughs> the two most critical relationships ever, I think, in anyone's life. Yes, yes, that's true. In fact, you know, this book started off with just um, breakfast conversations. Can you believe that? This is so interesting, you know. So my favorite meal of the day is a breakfast and my weekends tend to have breakfast that last over four hours. So I kind of can relate to these conversations. Like mine end up being with my girlfriends. So I absolutely understand where this might have come from. But thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for sharing a piece of your life with us. And it's been so lovely. And I hope you continue smiling like this. It's such a nice and wide and happy smile. Thank you. You reflect the absolute same smiles. <laughs> Thank you, Divya. This is Studio 1886, a Bosch Global Software Technologies podcast. As it was also International Yoga Day this month, so let's shine a spotlight on our segment, A Day in the Life of a Cool Boschler, which features Purva Parmar, a talented design engineer working on ECUs for commercial vehicles and a dedicated yoga teacher. We'll be delving into her journey, uncovering the intricate balance between her full-time job and her passion for yoga. We'll also draw connections and discover how Purva finds harmony in pursuing both her professional and personal interests. So get ready to be inspired by her story of determination and fulfillment. Thank you for joining us on Studio 1886 today, Purva. How are you doing? Awesome, Shweta, as always. I always say like that those who know me would know that. So uh, my very first and obvious question to you, Purva, how long have you been practicing yoga and how did your journey begin? So actually it began uh, from the school time. So I have been practicing yoga since childhood, but more precisely, I would say I'm practicing for past three years plus as a yoga teacher. I mainly started during the COVID time for my fellow Boschlers to teach them pranayam. And when they were like uh, COVID positive, so I started teaching at that time. And that made me go to pursue the yoga teacher's training course. 
that that has a so much uh, relation like with Boschler's and my yoga teacher's training course that I'll be sharing more. So your new normal actually made you better and it has given you a new aspiration to pursue and got you that degree that you are talking about. That's really interesting. My next question to you is, so what does your typical day look like being a full-time engineer and a yoga teacher? So I start my day uh, usually very early because First thing in the morning is like, uh, obviously to get freshen up and I have to take my yoga class first. Okay, so when you say early, what is early? Is it 4am or 5am? No, 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 that's okay. extreme early. So, <laughs> so by uh, 5.45 to 6, I'll get up. My first yoga class starts at 6.30. I take the classes, post that I practice for myself. I go for some walks or run. And then get ready for office. The day goes on, office work, networking with people. <laughs> Once I finish my day, again I have to, uh, or not I have to, but I go to gym with my husband. Uh, uh, practice like uh, do some exercise at the gym. Then coming back, cooking and same stuff goes on. Did your husband get inspired by you or did you get inspired by your husband? What was it? So it's been just one year I'm trying to inspire him by doing <laughs> And I'm thinking you I think you've been successful, right? The fact that there has been some sort of commitment there, that's great. Yes. Uh, so I'm sure like there are many aspects about yoga that impact your life, you know. Uh I'd love for you to tell us how has uh yoga work, you know, helped you at work? So uh helped me at work, I would uh, like to relate it reverse actually. How my work has helped me to uh, reach where I am in yoga. So uh, basically, I took one month off from office to pursue my yoga teacher's training course. Wow. When I showed this interest to my manager, he told, go ahead, Purva, follow your passion. I just took a break. I went went and uh, finished my course, came back and started my yoga journey as a teacher then. So that was a lot of support from my uh, team, my manager and my organization. Mm-hmm. Also, coming back, uh, again, yoga has also helped me being calm and motivated towards work. It has uh, it has brought a lot of balance in my life uh, since I am practicing along with the work. Nice. Do you have some breathing exercises that you always practice when you get anxious, even at work? Actually, uh, my work has never involved anxiety till now. That's good. That's lovely <laughs> to hear. That's lovely to hear. No wonder being a Boschler has its own perks, right? I I say yes, definitely. So Purva, now that you've shared so much with us about yoga, I definitely hope I can also take that first step. But uh, almost inching towards the end of our chat, how does yoga help one be mindful in a corporate setup? Yes. So practicing yoga helps you uh, bring real self to the work. This will keep you calm in stressful situations. This will also uh, make you good listener. So if you're a good listener, you will be able to take decisions more mindfully. Of course, yoga and meditation brings more concentration and focus towards any work you perform. Also, last but not the least, you will feel energetic throughout the day. Nice, nice. And are there like certain things that you can help us, you know, probably bring to our day to day, like sitting positions at work or are there asanas that we can practice while we are at work? Definitely. I'll share what I do. So every 20 minutes, I look at my screen. I try to look far away from the screen for at least 10 seconds. Then I do stretching uh, whenever I feel 
like I'm a little tired or it's very exhausting. So from top to toe, I try to stretch myself while sitting at the desk. Rotate your neck, rotate your shoulders, breathe in, breathe out deeply. Just feel calm. Take a step back from the chair, stretch your arms and stretch your legs, rotate your ankles. You are done. Go back to work. Wow. So we know the happiest team at Bosch is probably your team. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us in Studio 1886 Purva. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. <laughs> so before I let you get back to your day Purva, I have a quick rapid fire for you. Quick questions, quick answers. Got it? Done. Okay. Here we go. So, what is the best time to practice yoga? Preferably morning, but there is no bad time. Whenever you get time, <laughs> practice it. Your favorite asanas? I have two favorite asanas. Uh, one is Sukhasan, the easiest. and more easy headstand headstand oh wow so why both because uh, both of them uh, needs determination okay. every asana uh, you can meditate in every asana as a yoga practitioner so okay. there's no difficulty you cannot sit for one hour if you're not <laughs> determined in sukhasan as well <laughs> okay moving on to the next one most absurd myth about yoga you have heard Yoga is just a stretching. <laughs> Definitely no. Come practice with me for one hour. You will burn more calories than one hour of gym, oh, along wow. with your mind, body, and soul all together. So, smell of a new book or smell of rain? I'm a nature baby, so smell of a rain. Lovely. And the last one for you. Which is the last movie that you watched? It's not a movie. I just binged watch the series Asur season one and season two in three days. Oh wow when did you find the time Actually I was traveling from Bangalore to Pune and Pune to Bangalore for office work <laughs> so I utilized the travel time Again being a bachelor has its own perks Yes but uh, thank you so so much for being here with us as they say more stretching and less stressing So I think now everyone has found the secret to finding balance between life, work and your passions. And I think everyone should just embrace the power of yoga. Thank you so so much Purva again for joining us here in Studio 1886. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. This is Studio 1886, a Bosch Global Software Technologies podcast. As we wrap up this fun episode of Studio 1886, here is your chance to win something fun. All that you need to do is answer the questions that I ask, but correctly, and the first and correct answers will win something fun. You can send in your answers by clicking on the link in the corporate communication email that you would have received while this episode is released. Now let's get cracking with the questions. Question one: What is diversity fatigue, and according to you, how can workplaces counter it? Question number two: Our speaker spoke about some qualities to be a good pride ally. Mention any two to three of those. Question number three: Purva Parmar suggested the best time for yoga. What time would it be? Once again, quickly reminding you that you can send in your answers by clicking on the link in the corporate communication email that you would have received while this episode is released. And now it's time to say goodbye. But we meet on the next episode of Studio 1886 every alternate Fridays. Our hope is that the conversations we've shared today have ignited a spark within you to embrace diversity, pursue your passions and radiate positivity in the world around you. Stay tuned for more such exciting episodes and fun chit chat on Studio 1886. That's all for now. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. 